You're listening to a Big Finish production. She's back. <gasps> you know the Phoenix? It was a brief acquaintance. How did it go again? Find Moses. He'll show you the way. Oh no, Missy. Not the water bucket. Anything but that. <laughs> After that, his bling sort of went out. You drowned him! You extinguished the phoenix! He was a nasty, rude, unhelpful bird. Are you going to be any better? This is the Big Finish Podcast, launched on the 3rd of February 2019. Cue Nick and Benji. Right, Jingo. Here's Benji Clifford and Nick Briggs, as I live and breathe. What accent was that? I don't know, I don't know. I started with one thing and then ended up with something else. So it sounded sort of Australian and Cockney. Like the Australian Cockney, governor. I don't know I what don't, that was. I don't think Australians say bye, Jingo. If you're Australian and say bye, Jingo, do write in. Anyway, hello! Yes, and let... Um, I was going to say, let me entertain you, but that was why not... Why not? I will. I, why not? We're here to entertain you about Big Finish's world of audiobooks and audio drama. Isn't that nice, eh? It is. It is nice. It's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a new... We haven't had many characters in the podcast, have we? Yeah, yeah, you know, isn't that nice, mate? You know what I'm saying? Got a few <laughs> of these old nifty old releases back here, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I've got a few, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to... The spiv, <laughs> the big finished spiv. The, the big old spiv, yeah, yeah, you know, I've yeah, got... Listen, you ain't seen me, right? I've got some big finish out of the back for you. <laughs> you ain't seen me, right? <laughs> Got, just, I'd forgotten about that phrase until Chris Griffin, our marketing gnu, uh, got me to do a video about some special offer ages ago. And he said, you've got to go, you ain't seen me, right? <laughs> so I, I didn't miss it. You ain't, ain't seen me. Right. No. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, anyway, coming up, we have a bumper selection of listeners' emails for you. We activate the Randomoid Selectron to give you 25% off something special from our vast archive. Just go to bigfinish.com forward slash offers forward slash V forward slash Randomoid and enter the code BUCKUP. And we give you a completely free 15-minute drama tease of our Missy box set starring Michelle Gomez as the first female incarnation of the Doctor's arch enemy, the Master. But first, a random big finish question from me to Nick. What's what's your question going to be? Well, are you going to use a random site? I use I use random uh, question oh, thought, generator okay. here. Okay, and I have to see whether I can make it about big finish. <laughs> well, this this one actually could be. Um, no, actually, yes. that's rubbish. Let's just forget that one. Um, what movies have you rewatched the most number of times? Oh, okay. Um, I think I think it probably has to be the Dalek movies from the 60s. Doctor in the Daleks and Daleks Invasion of Earth 2150 AD, I suppose. Because I went to see those at the cinema a lot in the 70s and possibly even the 80s. Whenever they were on, if I saw they were on, I would just go on a Saturday morning. Um, and obviously on television and video and then DVD, possibly them. Uh, but outside of that sort of thing, it's, I think it's probably got to be Sink the Bismarck, funnily enough. Fair play, uh, it's quite a good old film. Yeah, and, and uh, The Cruel Sea, watch that a lot. Sink the oh. Bismarck, bizarrely, uh, whenever I've had sort of fits of depression um, and can't sleep, I watch that. Isn't it weird? I, I, those old films, you see, 
they're full of uh, and it sounds churlish of me to say so spurious um certainties and even though i know that a lot of it is not true or even appropriate there's something rather moving about it about its very cut and dried morality uh, they're almost even though they're meant to be true stories of wartime experience they're almost like fairy tales in that aspect the sing the bismarck particularly though i uh, uh, brings a lump to my throat because um there's a fantastic bit um it's got Kenneth Moore in it, of course. Well, of course, it's going to be a fantastic bit, then, isn't it? Yeah, and then, and he plays uh, an unsympathetic character who is not very pleasant to his underlings. He's far too strict, and he's in the um, operations centre, which is running the operation to uh, sink the Bismarck, coordinating the fleet. And he's very, very, yeah. People don't like him. Uh, but there's a bit where his son is on uh, Ark Royal as a pilot and his son is reported missing and his uh, adjutant or whatever she is she goes into his uh, office uh, to talk to him and it's after he's had the news that his son is all right but he's been very very stressed about it I can almost not talk about it without crying actually <laughs> and he's he's weeping like a little boy and she pretends that she doesn't hear it. And then she opens the door. <laughs> I'm having a moment. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's just so sweet to see a, such a tough guy reduced to tears. <laughs> I'm an idiot. There was a... I remember appalling a, a former girlfriend by telling her about how I'd seen a documentary in which the original cheetah um, uh, monkey from Tarzan lived for many, many years. And this guy basically lived with cheetah like, uh, and it used to sort of sit there at the meal times and everything. And when the guy was, and Jonathan Ross was doing the interview and he said to the guy, you know, well, one day cheetah will just no longer be here. And how will that be for you? Because he's quite an old you know chimpanzee now the guy just fell apart burst oh into tears <laughs> couldn't answer well it's, that's the thing though is when and when I told it. this girlfriend about this I got quite teary telling her she just had no sympathy whatsoever <laughs> she just thought I was a complete wimp and she used to <laughs> mock me about it in front of other people and meant bring it up and say you think you get upset about monkeys she said <laughs> Nice she had her, no sympathy whatsoever. She just thought I was mad. It would be like someone crying over a cup of sugar to her, you know. There's a anyway. monkey. <laughs> it's a monkey. I anyway, that, monkeys. that question, I, I literally have tears going down my face. It's ridiculous, isn't it? I'm just wiping them. Well, I picked the right question <laughs> anyway. Something in my eyes. Nothing. Nothing. You know. That's, no, I wasn't crying. I love the way though. If, if I was to think of the films, I've I've got no, all my films are just there's no emotion in my film choices at all. Really, it's just th what films have you watched? You know, over and over again. Or it's just Labyrinth because it's a film I've se watched and loved since I was a kid. Um, the Battle of Britain, I could quote that to the That's moon. A, oh, I've seen that a lot. That's close oh, to yeah. I love that film so much. Uh, Kelly's Heroes as well. Adore that film. Uh, so fun. Eating some oh, yeah, cheese, yeah. drinking some wine, catching some rays. Um, maybe an emotional <laughs> one, actually, would be Quadrophenia for me. Do you know, actually. I've never seen it. 
one of my favourite films. That one. I it's um, it's a really good film, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I've heard it is. I don't doubt it. All about you know mods and rockers and what it is to. I, I think it's it's all about what it is to have an identity, especially when you're young. Especially as somebody myself who I I, I identified as a punk when I was young. Uh, lived in my leather jackets and, and all that business. Um, it was about him kind of saying, you know, when he wasn't being a, a mod, he didn't know who he was. And all the time, you know, he just wanted to be in Brighton being a mod. And all the time he wasn't, he just didn't see any point. Wow. And it was really, I remember watching it at that age and finding it really kind of, because he's very emotional when you're, you're a teenager, you know, all that. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking, wow, you know, it really, really made me feel think about a lot of things but I love that film because I was up at Beachy Head yesterday which uh, it's a prominent location yeah uh, for for Quadrophenia I've seen lots of pictures and shots from it oh gorgeous gorgeous that's rather good When Eight Bells Toll which is an Alistair MacLean thriller film starring Anthony Hopkins basically as James Bond back in the uh, early 70s that is just a nonsense film, but I love to watch that. I probably watch that as much as uh, Sink the Bismarck, actually. Anyway, <clears throat> I shan't <laughs> trouble you anymore with that nonsense. Let's delve into uh, the listeners' emails. Yes. Well, as you know, I love emails. It's no mystery. Um, if Miss Marple was on the case, she would have it solved within five minutes. Um, and even then, that would only be because she'd choose to wait four minutes before bothering to get round to it. Um, I, but I, I do. I, I believe <laughs> Benji Clifford I, I, likes emails. That's... To which everybody says, well, we know that already, you stupid woman. <sighs> That's my Margaret Rutherford impersonation. I love a bit of Margaret Rutherford. She's brilliant. Good old Marple. Um, uh, but yes, of course, if you do want to send in yes. uh, an email, you can. It's really easy. There's this address that you type in called podcast at bigfinish.com. Yeah. Right? Oh. You write your little letter out, and then you just click the send button, and we get it. It's there. <sighs> it's like it's, a miracle. It is. It's the future, mate. It's the future. Uh, so first up, and this one is from Ed Langley. Hi, Ed. Uh, hi, Nick and Benji. Happy New Year! Uh, hope that you and the brilliant team at Big Finish have had a great Christmas. December saw some beautiful releases to round off 2018, but none more so than the last day at work. Oh. It just made me think of the Elephant Man. There are some horrors, but none more horrible than the Elephant man I'm um, sorry why what I think we were talking about films um, I won't spoil anything here but I want to send out my congratulations to Harry who has created not only another essential addition to the short trips range but also a perfectly crafted story that left me in a state of suspense and so much more I hope that Harry and other Paul Sprague writers return in the future to write for Big Finish he has done an amazing job here and I wish him all the best with his endeavours Oh, well, that's good. I tell you, because um, well, I get to see the sort of the finalists, you know what I mean? And I, I, I just thought when I read the story for that, I, I, I thought there's something special about this. I like it. Um, bit left field, bit, you know. Um, and then we worked uh, with um, Alfie Shaw, the producer, worked with him 
on it and then I you know I gave a few notes and stuff and there were just a, I think I, I apologised for sort of interfering but Harry was very gracious in taking my notes and a few alterations to the story and I think he just did such an amazing job on it and it was um, I thought it was really good and I thought it was even better as I enjoyed it even more as I was reading it out I just kept thinking this is such a good story it's so got such heart to it well, clearly a lot of people agree because we've had loads of emails with praise for it, which is lovely. Uh, in other news, uh, 2019 is the big one, uh, and I'm all set for what's to come this year. The countdown to The Legacy of Time has well and truly begun. Also, special shout out to Nick for his involvement with Resolution. Thank his you. voice work, as ever, is on top form, but brings something new to a creature that we are all accustomed to. This fan hopes that you will be back for Series 12 as a Nick Briggs performance is always awesome. Thanks, Ed. And even that doesn't do it justice. No. Oh. Uh, Big Finishmas has been the perfect opportunity for me to introduce a friend of mine to the world of BF. Oh, and good. a very special thank you for the Sirens of Time special offer. After all, where better a place to start than at the beginning? In the near future, I am to introduce my friends to some of my favourite spin-offs. Warmaster, Cyberman, Dalek Empire. But as they say, one step at a time. <laughs> Big Finish is full of amazing stories, characters and people and I'm so glad to introduce someone new to the worlds that you have created. All the very best, Ed Langley. Thank you, oh, Ed. Ed, you're a great enabler. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, this is what we hope you know, when we get the Big Finish must offers that sort of 12 days of Christmas. Yeah, we hope that, you know, uh, those of you who've got little gaps in your collection can catch up with stuff and also new people can come along and think, oh, that's good. Anyway, here's one from Skip B. Uh, Happy New Year, Nick, Benji, and the rest of the Big Finish crew. There were so many emails coming in for the New Year, we couldn't get them all in the last email special, so there's a few more here. I hope my little missive finds you well. I am writing as I have two questions. To wit. One, to are there... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are there any path, any more Pathfinder stories coming? I adore them and can hardly wait for more. Uh, no plans at the moment. Uh, two, several years ago at Chicago TARDIS, you, i.e. Nick and Stroke or Jason, uh, were, slash, I should have said, really, Stroke sounds a bit weird in that context, were asked if Big Finish would ever do stories about the time war. At the time, you didn't have a license to do so. However, it was also remarked that uh, I'm paraphrasing. The Time War was such a super, mega, maxi, epic, important event that it was best left to the imagination. What changed your mind? All the best, skip. It was me who said that, actually. it wasn't. I won't blame poor old Jason for that. Um, um, what changed his mind? Well, we got a license to do it. And, so, and then the Warmaster thing came up and, and John Hurt was willing to do it. So we thought, well, we'll dip our toe in. Uh, I think there was an argument to say that it perhaps should always have been left unknown um but it wasn't i mean stephen moffat went into it in on screen so i think he he made it uh, um something that was more uh, easy to imagine before it was unfathomable so we thought we'll we'll join in with that i think yeah the show leads on television absolutely always leads the way for us i think as well with the time war it's such a huge vast thing it's it's massive 
And it's a vast canvas cha- for a story, actually. It opens up lots of possibilities. So I suppose I was wrong, really. I suppose I was looking for ways to justify our, you know, our restriction of not being able to do stories based in the Time War. Uh, here's a bumper email from Dean Harrison. Hi, Nick and Benji. Been a while since I wrote to the podcast, been a bit busy, so I thought I'd take advantage of the New Year lull to write in. First, gotta say, I loved Big Finish Day in Derby. Great to chat to so many of you, and great to hear it will be there again this year. Next time, I'll make sure I don't have a gig to rush off to to do sound check, so I can have a proper (laughs) chat with Benji instead of a fleeting hello slash goodbye. I'll make sure I bring the Vibra Slap too. Oh, I love a Vibra Slap. Um, It was... I can't do it. And I can, it's one of those noises you can't do. You can't, no. You can't do it unless you can that, do it. Yeah, no, like kind of like that. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was nice to <laughs> chat to so many artists there. Though, if I was to pass any comment on next year, the box needs to be bigger on the inside, or at least separate from the signing table from the merchandise table, uh, as it got quite chaotic at times. Highlights for me were a lovely chat with Lisa Bauman and seeing Sophie's face when I presented her with some cakes from nearby Aldred's Bakery. <laughs> Aldred, I'll see what you did there. Her grandfather came from nearby Ilkston and was related to the folks who originally set up the bakery, wow. but it got swallowed up in a takeover many years Ooh. ago, Ooh. only recently starting up afresh with the family name with the family name rather oh, i used to walk past the bakery every day on my way to school i recently <laughs> noticed a couple of milestones that may have gone unobserved too on new year's day in resolution i think that makes nick currently the only actor to have shared a scene with every living doctor and the war doctor and quite possibly all of them if you count recast <laughs> doctors though maybe not uh, for long as alex kingston seems to be working her way through them all as well winky <laughs> emoji point. there it's <laughs> a good point yeah that, that i am it's true Amazing. i am it is i <laughs> you have the power um to the other milestone uh, is with Tom Baker. If I've counted correctly and not missed any by the end of January, you will have released 122 episodes with Tom as the Doctor in his own series. Mm-hmm. Add that to Philip Hinchcliffe Presents, which is 20, no- novel adaptations, which is 12, Lost Stories, which is 10, Light at the End, 2, Night of the Stormcrow, Two, New Monsters 1 and River Song 1 that brings you to 170 episodes and that's only two short of the 172 shown during his tenure or eight short if you count Sharda so depending on how many episodes Tom will be in uh, for the comic strip adaptation and the legacy of time then Tom may pass his original episode count this year if not he certainly will when series 9 volume 1 comes out next January January. Could you possibly have imagined 20 years ago when you started making new Doctor Who that you would also let Tom break his own record? No. No, we wouldn't have imagined that. That's quite remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, I think um I think the comic strip adaptations are four episodes each. So yeah, ba boom. Done. Mm. Biff baff boom. Done. Tick those boxes mm. with a pen. Uh, I can't remember which podcast you were talking about Raleigh Bikes, but the company originated in Nottingham. Around here, it's pronounced Rally. Uh, so many a kid was heard to tell their mum, I'm going for a rally on me rally. 
Um, <laughs> uh, it doesn't work so well with the alternative pronunciation. Uh, the main traffic island on the ring road near where the factory used to be is still known by many as Rally Island. Well, that's interesting. Uh, last year, I bought some Judge Dread uh, in a 99 for 99p offer and finally got round to listening to them a few months ago. Absolutely loved them. And when I went to find more, I was upset to find that even though they're still on the site, there isn't a format available to buy them on. I'm assuming that this is because they were originally contracted as CD only and you don't have contracts in place to sell as downloads. Since all the titles that you no longer have rights to, like Sapphire and Steel or Stargate, are you are not on the website at all, I'm hoping the fact that 2000 AD stuff still means that you at least hope to sell them again if download contracts can be made. You've got at least one buyer waiting if you do. No, I'm afraid not. The, the, the license has been withdrawn by uh, Rebellion, who own 2000 AD. We wanted to carry on selling them, but they didn't want us to do it well that's that debunked straight away anyway chaps keep up the good work i'll try and keep up buying them especially if you make some more at a girl oh, yeah. uh yeah hope to see you back at the quad i might even bring more cakes i say oh rather cheers dean harrison from sophie aldred's granddad's hometown Ha. And from Australia, uh, Sally Nelson writes, Dear Nick and Benji, this week's release of Restoration Part 1 and the novel Uprising are both wonderful additions to the Blake 7 range of audio adventures continuing this wonderful series. Of particular interest to me is the first story in the set, Damage Control, by Trevor Baxendale. I have become quite excited whenever I see his name as a writer for B7. He has become the Chris Boucher of the Big Finish generation, to my mind. He gets all the characters so right, their voices and behaviour and story arcs. And the final story, Abandoned Ship, is also excellent, mind you. The other two stories are also very good. No duds in this lot! Two exclamation marks. I look forward to the next set with great excitement. Uprising, read by Stephen Greif, is terrific. What a wonderful voice he has for narration. He's, yeah, wonderful voice. Lovely guy as well. And uh, by the way, and Trevor Baxendale's a lovely guy as well. And it's fantastic. He's doing such fantastic work with Blake Seven. Uh, it is a marvellous story, Uprising, full of the unexpected building on the Blake Seven law in detail and taking it in, taking it in directions that surprised me very much a satisfying experience all round I was wondering if Big Finish could publish a timeline for the audios combined with the original series especially as many of the chronicles were not in any particular chronological order I would quite like to view and listen in order hmm. thank you Big Finish for taking up this amazing series and keeping it alive Nana Sally Nelson Australia. Well, I shall pass that thought on to the producer, John Ainsworth. Thank you, Sally. Oh, and that's it uh, for our emails. Uh, who should we give the prize to and what should the prize be? I think we should give a Missy box set to someone. Oh, that could be a good one. A fresh release, fresh prize. Cool. Perhaps we should give it to Dean Harrison because he wrote the longest email. Yes, I think I think that makes sense. Why not? Dean? You've got a Missy box set on your hands. Ooh, that sounds... It's all Missy. <laughs> uh, OK, Dean Harrison, making a note of that. And that's it for listeners' emails. We'll be back with many more on the February the 24th podcast, so get writing in. Uh, we'll select a favourite email and hand out a completely random prize. Although, do feel to recommend a prize that you'd like. 
Now, just in case we send you something that you don't want, like I don't know, <laughs> uh, a VHS of Flubber from um, <laughs> whenever that was a out. A jar of pickled onions. <laughs> a glass eyeball. Um, <laughs> in a jar of pickled onions. A, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Time now for a quick randomoid selectatron before we dramatise you with Missy's first box set. Very exciting. Okay, uh, Rand's picked one. It is The Romance of Crime, Standard Edition, Doctor Who, Tom oh, Baker, Lana Ward, John I, lo- I love to pronounce it as The Romance of Crime because it's more old fashioned, but you're absolutely right. Romance of Crime will do, Benji, I suppose. Um, <laughs> I directed that story. Yeah, great fun. Uh, who else is it? Is Graham Seed game someone? Graham? Uh, yes, Graham Seed's in it. Miranda Raisin. Yeah. Well, uh, Graham Seed was in it. He was uh, famous for being in The Archers, which is a famous uh, radio soap opera here in the UK. And uh, he'd been in it for many, many years. And he had... Uh, but they killed his character off. He fell off a roof in it, you see. And so they, uh, and the director got him to do a big scream as he fell off the roof. And he, kept, he thought, that's not right. I don't think it's that high up. But he did it anyway. And he, it sort of haunted him because he didn't like the decision to do the scream like that. But, you know, and he was on a train and someone's um, phone alert sound was that scream of him <laughs> falling off the building. He told us about it and he was quite traumatised. He said, I can't get away from that noise. And Tom <laughs> Baker loved that story so much for, for months afterwards. Any, every, every cast that came in, he told them the story about the falling <laughs> off. Anyway, there we are. So, yes, we're going to give you 25% off the romance of crime. Just go to the Big Finish website, bigfinish.com forward slash offers, forward slash V for Victor, forward slash randomoid, and enter the code BUCKUP, B-U-C-K-U-P, all one word, all in capitals, no punctuation, no spaces, no mayonnaise, nothing. (laughs) That is amazing. What a scream. Oh, dear. That's it. So with that release there, you will be getting 25% off. And so now here is the first 15 minutes of Missy Series 1, A Spoonful of Mayhem by Roy Gill and starring, of course, Michelle Gomez. service this does. I'll be charging his nibs the full works. Lovely view up here. You what? I said lovely view. Come on, I'll give you a hand out that chimney. I could do with the luck. Hey, leave off! You're not oh, supposed to be lucky, aren't you? Here, what's your game, lady? What are you doing on the roof? I told you, I'm admiring the view. What are you, ladies' maid, governess? Don't they look funny? Oh, these teensy-tiny people, going about their business as if they've got minds of their own. You shouldn't be here. You could fall. It's not safe. Oh, I shouldn't think it is. Not for one moment. You should be inside, sewing or something. If I was, I wouldn't be able to meet you, Moses Walker. (gasps) How do you know my name? Phoenix told me. 
Do you know the Phoenix? It was a brief acquaintance. How did it go again? Find Moses. He'll show you the way. Oh no, Missy. Not the water bucket. Anything but that. <laughs> After that, his bling sort of went out. You drowned him! You extinguished the phoenix! He was a nasty, rude, unhelpful bird. Are you going to be any better? No, no, I'm just a humble sweep, see? I don't know nothing. Head of the Guild of Smoke and Shadows, that's what I heard. Hey, stop poking me with your brolly. We're five flights up here. Tell oh, Missy what oh. you know. Ah. It was a business arrangement, that's all. There's a connection, see, between your fire elementals and your actual fire maintenance providers. Liar! Where was Moses when the lights went out? Oh, no, stop it! You let me over! Where was he? I don't, I don't know, I don't know. In the dark? See? You can answer a question when you want to. Now pay attention, because this one's the biggie. Where can I find the arcane gatekeeper? Oh, no, I can't help you, lady. Not with that. Usually I don't bother with rituals. I go straight to the source of power and cut its head off. But needs must when the devil drives Moses Walker. And this devil can drive pretty hard. <laughs> Please, don't you understand? I can't help you. I have a wife, a family. Oh, Tush, we've all got a wife. That's hardly an excuse. No, 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 no! Where was Missy when she pushed Moses from the wolf? Don't let go. For heaven's sake, don't let go. <laughs> Missy was holding Moses' hand. But Moses' palm was so, so sweaty. Missy didn't think. She could hold on to it for long. Please! Where is the gatekeeper? Where? No, they'll burn them. My family, lock them in a firebox, turn them to ash. I can't... It's so unfair. I'm going to have to climb down all these dreary stairs. Now have mercy, lady. But it'll take you no time at all. <laughs> Seriously? I can't drop one primitive off a roof. <laughs> this is so outrageous. I'm gonna get proper Debit item one, automated teleport of fallen humanoid to safe locale. Application of selective memory wipe filter. Debit item two, teleportation of offender to London offices of Cosmo, Penning and Gray. Cross in a second. This is interference. Do you hear me, Cosmo? Ah, Missy, take a seat, would you? I'll be with you in a moment. I'm all for a bit of meddling and mayhem, but... Gonna do it with a bit of style, eh? 
See pushing someone off a roof? Funny. See teleporting them from mid-air after I drop them? Not funny. It's no difficult to tell them apart. If you'll bear with me, I have documentation to complete. Dull. That's what I call it. And a wee bit rude. Sit down and be quiet. All right, all right. Put your wings away, big boy. You're impressing me. You want to pass as a respectable Victorian, you're going to have to be a bit more subtle. You know? Like me. These emergency teleports require all kinds of paperwork. Mind you, you've got the face for a lawyer. Tombstone and a wig. Worse still, they are an unacceptable drain on energy. Such expenditure. Well, don't do them. Just let me go. Come on, I won't tell. It'll be our little secret. If I were to free you, how would you ever learn? Okay, sidebar. Bit of an explanation. I'm going to break the dramatic diegesis and catch you up. Aren't you lucky? So, picture the scene. There I was, doing my thing, making the universe better. Ruling justly over my planets, raising armies, crossbreeding dogs and squirrels to make a creature that chases itself up trees just for kicks and giggles. When this lot took against me, the Wardens, a race of big leathery bat creatures obsessed with rules and almost as powerful as they are pedantic. And they're pretty pedantic, let me tell you. And now here I stick, exiled to 19th century Earth like some common time urchin. Must I once again review the terms of the prohibition placed upon you? Just between you and me, Mr Cosmo, I'm not a big fan of learning experiences. I see I must. Very well. If you attempt to flee the allocated time period or to otherwise elude the Wardens, you will be sanctioned. If you make use of any non-contemporary technology, this will be seen as a de facto escape attempt and you will be sanctioned. If you attempt to kill any of the local population, you will be... Sanctioned. Yeah, yeah, got it. You will be reprimanded most severely. Oh, Mr Cosmo, are you flirting with me? You stand for everything the wardens abominate. You are wayward, chaotic, willful... You are flirting. I knew it. Say more nice things. This time period has been selected most carefully for you. This is an age of empire, of class, of order. There is so much you could learn here if only you try. There is one thing I'd like to know, Mr Cosmo. One little tiny thing, please. Yes? This exile, it's for something I've yet to do, right? You were lifted from your timeline before the offence occurred. A most efficient arrangement. So, gonna tell us what it is. The very, very bad thing I do to the wardens. Because if I know, I won't do it. Not ever. Promise. I'm having difficulty believing you, Missy. But I absolutely won't use any foreknowledge to avoid capture. And I won't go back in time and wipe your species from the universe. Cross my hearts. You haven't learned at all. Shall we? For sake of argument, say that's unlikely to change. I can see that is a distinct possibility. What do you suggest I do? You know, to pass away the centuries. It's pretty boring not being able to kill anyone. The locals have a system of exchanging labour for paper and metal tokens. 
It keeps them occupied, docile and orderly, stifles hope, rebellion. You want me to get a job? Yes, capital idea. Why not? When I was a boy, I saw magical things. I saw terrible things too. Stuff that make your hair stand on end and no mistake. And sometimes they were both the same. Wonderful and wicked all at once. If I'd have spoken to an adult back then, they'd have thought I was having a lark. Or worse, fit for bedlam. The only person who shared it all was Lucy, my sister. There she is. Kneeling on the window seat in our old nursery, sketching. Just 15. I already thought myself a man. But really, I wasn't much older. It's all about to change for us. For this is the day that Missy came to stay. What do you think he'll be like? Who? The new master, of course. Oh, you're not still mooning over that, are you? I hope he'll be young and dashing, with dark tousled hair, a noble brow and a fine set of moustaches. Fat chance. He'll be 50 and bald as an egg. You'll see. Not all tutors are plain. Cousin Mabel's wasn't. Would be nice to have someone cultured to talk to, though. Aside from me, you mean? Not at all like you, from preference. I want to discuss fashionable plays and pictures, and learned books and poetry. Now that's a different sort of gentleman altogether. Oliver, I'm sure I don't know what you mean. Why must you always be such a little prig? Ow! Stop it! If you weren't so unruly, you'd be away finishing school right now, like a proper boy. I could have had my pick of drawing tutors. It was an honest experiment into electrical galvanism. Father should have been pleased. Your school certainly was not. I can't help it if libraries are flammable. And so here we must stay with one master to deal with us both and likely satisfy neither. Oh, why can't he make haste? This interminable waiting is making me cross. You don't say. I don't reckon you have to contain yourself much longer. Oh, You are, sir. Quartermaster Row, Kensington. Oh, he's 70 if he's a day. And such a lot of dreary-looking bundles and cases. Look, that old flower seller's asking if he'll buy a buttonhole. We shall see if he has an aesthetic sense, at least. He's waving her off. Quite agitated, he is. Must be a right stingy old cove and all. Neither taste nor charity. Oh, he's upset her basket! Oliver, I'm not going to like him at all. Blimey. That's never a pistol under those flowers, is it? I do believe it is. Violets and violence, this is a turn-up. She can't mean to shoot him. That's no way to treat a customer, however ill-mannered. No, wait. She's whispering something in his ear. All close and tender-like. Whatever can it be? The old man's gone pale as milk. He's making a run for it up the street, leaving all his baggages behind. She's taking off her shawl. Oliver, she's not a flower seller at all, not underneath. Big, scary crow lady, all dressed in black. Devilish handsome, though, isn't she? Oliver, she's got hair like a haystack. She can't possibly be respectable. Quick! Back from the window, I think she saw us. What if she did? This is our house. And besides, a cat may look at a king or a queen. She's picking up the old boy's cases, coming up the stairs. Like she's taking the place of the old master. She can't, can she? Whatever will father say? I must confess, you're not entirely what the agency led me to expect. And that's what you want, is it? To nourish your children's precious, susceptible minds with predictability? Fond of children, are you? 
loathe them. I say. Which is, of course, a, a good thing. I hardly see how it can be. You wouldn't want them spoiled. Mr Davis, I can promise you I shall never indulge them. Oliver was expelled from his last school. He needs a firm hand, I believe, to set him back on the straight and narrow. I have strong views on ethics. And as for Lucy, my daughter, a feminine presence could be beneficial. Since her mother passed away, that noble influence has been sadly lacking. I always lead by example. Oh, capital. Capital. What would you say your best qualities are, Miss... Uh... Missy. I'm fabulous at strategy, mathematics, creative role-play. I have the patience of a crocodile. In fact, you could say I'm mostly marvellous in every manner. Mm, modest as well. Shall we say a trial period? Three weeks, perhaps? We see how things shape up. That's agreeable. And tell you what, special offer. If I don't like you lot after, no one has to die. Whatever do you mean? I was suggesting a stay of execution. It's a sort of play on words. Oh. Oh, I, I follow. I'm, I'm trying to give them up, you know. Puns? Executions. Ah, 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 yeah. That's most amusing. Time's been running away from me again, I see. This family is going to suit me very well, Mr. Davis. You have everything I need. Father was persuaded as to Missy's suitability. He was charmed. Or perhaps mesmerised would be a better word. Lucy and I took longer to be convinced. Lucy may require a nanny, but I sure as blazes don't. Missy's hardly a nanny. A governess, at least. And a highly qualified one at that. You've been listening to a mm. Big Finish production. Oh, Don't good. forget to rate, no. review, and, uh, yes. yeah, well, why not subscribe? I think it's a good suggestion. Thank you.